Hi, everybody. My name is Miles Ward, and this is Cloud and Clear. It's SADA's work together with our community, our customers, our partners at Google, all the technologists in the world to unpack what's happening in cloud, where we're going to go next. I am extremely excited uh, for today's session. Uh, uh, one of uh, my, let's say a musical hero before a technical hero, but a technical hero in his own right. Uh, I'd love to introduce Forrest Brazil. Forrest, say howdy to everybody. Hey, Miles, it's great to be here. Outstanding. Uh, maybe like walk us through you, Cloud Bard. Uh, what's that job description like? <laughs> oh, it's a made up job. But aren't all jobs made up, Miles, in yeah, their own way? Absolutely. Absolutely true. <laughs> no, I so I, look, I, I come from a cloud engineering background. I uh, spent a number of years uh, working at an enormous organization called Infor, helping them move some of their very first applications to the cloud uh, and moved on from there to get really involved in the community. It was uh, the AWS community at that time. So I was what's called an AWS hero, kind of like an, an unpaid developer advocate for AWS is probably the best way I can describe that uh, and, and kind of moved on from there to I, I work for Google now. I'm my official job title there is, is head of content, but really my job is to help tell the story of Google Cloud to the world, which means that I get to learn a lot of things that are new to me. I'm coming from the you know AWS side of the cloud over to the Google side. Some things are the same, some things are very different. So it's very exciting for me. It's been a great learning experience and I've gotten to meet some great people such as yourself. Ah, wow, that's far too kind. Uh, we, we are very excited about the contribution that you're making to the Google Cloud ecosystem and, and each of its customers, I think. Uh, we are in violent agreement that cloud is far too hard uh, and making it fun is maybe the shortest path to making it easy. So, uh, so thanks for, thanks for your contributions. I also see your map in the background. Uh, I remember the very first version uh, of that map, which we were using as like a checklist at my startup to figure out if we had gotten all of the data we needed or not. Uh, so uh, congrats on that. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And I think it's funny what you say about, you know, we, we both agree that cloud should be easier. But I was reflecting on this the other day, uh, prepping for this talk that I'm going to be doing at uh, uh, ground school uh, in, in just a few weeks, and thinking about how cloud has changed in the years since I got started. And I'm, I'm a relative baby in the cloud world. I think maybe 2012 or 2013 was the first time I started seriously playing with cloud. But I mean, that's still kind of a while. It's been nine, 10 years now. And thinking about um, how much more choice there is now, but also how much less spackle is required now to deliver a reasonable end-to-end <laughs> -end solution. You know, That's it's it. just shocking to me. I was thinking about, and maybe I'm sure you've got all sorts of war stories here, but I was thinking about uh, trying to get some of these early um, ERP systems running in the cloud and needing shared sure. storage uh, to oh, do man. like a persistent mm -hmm. disk, right, for quorum and yep. having uh, witnesses for some of these clusters. And there was no way to do that natively in cloud without pulling in, you know, these uh, kind of fly-by-night sketchy third-party uh, startups. And it just felt like you were, it was nothing but workarounds and trying to make something happen that wasn't really meant to be running in the cloud. And things have changed. So I think about Google Cloud File Store and what they're doing with SAP and everything now. Totally different world, right? You can actually say, I'm going to run an enterprise workload on the cloud and feel good about it, rather than it just feels like a shameful thing that you don't speak of. No, I mean, I, I remember, uh, so I, I've got you beat by not a long time, a couple of years, but I remember working direct with Microsoft uh, at Amazon, trying to help them figure out how to run Windows instances on purely ephemeral block devices because there wasn't EBS yet and there just wasn't a way to keep the zeros and ones where you wanted them. So uh, so things have gotten dramatically easier. Strong, strong, strong agree there. 
it, you know, if, if that's one piece of advice from, from your earlier self, right? Like, wait, it'll get better. <laughs> this may be one tip that we give to a lot of technicians. Like there are some problems that maybe you don't want to chew off on in, you know, in their very early infancy, uh, turns out the, the superpower of the global open internet is that it, uh, makes all bugs shallow. Uh, what, what other advice would you give your now self from, you know, from this 25 year old, maybe 26 year old that's getting that first tinkering work with cloud? Yeah, I always used to joke that six months of building your own workaround would save you six months and one day of waiting for the cloud provider to release the feature that you need, right? And you know, yeah, that's I, it. that continues to be true. One of the interesting things that I would go back and tell my younger self or someone who's uh, just starting cloud today, young or old, is if you think about uh, you know what it takes for you to uh, build and deliver something on the cloud now versus what, maybe what it was a few years ago, even though it may not feel like the uh, the easiest thing, there may be some frustration involved, just know uh, that the, the underlying systems are rock solid enough now that it's unlocking a lot of creativity for you as a builder. So a lot more of your creativity is going to be devoted toward uh, actually creating the thing you want to see created rather than you know dealing with uh, frustrating edge cases that you uh, maybe don't want to be spending time on. And I, I uh, also encourage people to, you know, even if you don't consider yourself a traditional um, software developer or cloud engineer, the cloud can be for you as well. I'm really fascinated by some of the things that Google Cloud is doing in the low code, no code space. I'm mm. interested in some mm -hmm. of the app sheet is, is up to, right? What, what do we say? You know, a spreadsheet is the second best task to solve any, uh, second best programming language to solve any task. Uh, I, I, I really feel that, you know, Google Cloud especially leans into that uh, with, you know, we talk about Google Cloud and it uh, contains workspace now as part of that, right? It's not just the, you know, mm -hmm. compute and storage solutions. Uh, and I think back before I joined Google, I, I would tend to look at that and I would think, well, I mean, there, there's kind of some creative accounting going there and they're just moving these collaboration tools under the same sure. umbrella. There's a lot of skepticism there. But something I've learned is uh, the the collaboration tools actually are, you know, they're, they're, cloud services right along with everything else. And they have a they have value, they have a place in that ecosystem. And so if I can sit down and say, hey, I'm going to start with a Google Sheet because that's how I think and that's how I organize data. And then I can take that and maybe I can use AppSheet to put a little front end on it and, you know, I don't know, build something to help me return people to office. One of our solutions architects had a great blog post about this recently showing how you can use uh, AppSheet and, and uh, Google Sheets for data underneath to be able to help people book rooms and assign them to offices and all that. And then when you're ready to expand out beyond that, now I can have Cloud Run Connect and I can have BigQuery connect to that sheet. And all of a sudden, before I know it, I actually am building a, a pretty robust and extensible cloud application. I love that Google Cloud is blurring those lines between you know who can be a cloud builder and who considers themselves a traditional software developer. I hope we're going to see much, much more of that. Yeah, we we show a demo uh, fairly often that's you know, it, oh, it's app sheet. It's little, right? You're just going to make a couple sort of UI clicks and you can't use that much data. It's in a spreadsheet, but then you, of course you have a sort of big query table in your Google sheet. And now, okay, there's like 50 petabytes on the back of that. That works okay too. You can still do lookups and scans across all of that and get to a useful result. I mean, the, the, I think it's one of the places where we've been so impressed with the just tenacious work for product management is continuing to refine down these, the connective tissue between these different products, right? I remember 
uh, you know, you were talking about, you know, file systems and fighting with them, right? Like uh, I started in at Google and they said, you can multi-attach block devices. I was like, what? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Let's solve all the problems. And they're like, it's read only. I'm like, oh, you almost had me. I was so excited there for a second. So, uh, but they, you know, they keep, they keep making progress. They keep moving things forward. So, uh, you know, for everybody to keep pace with that, you got to keep learning. Uh, I know you're a big, uh, a big student of the process of learning. Uh, you know what? What are you using to learn right now? What What are you reading or watching? What's uh, What's caught your interest? Yeah. So, I just to give you a little bit of background there, or for those that may not know, I, I came to Google by way of a company called A Cloud Guru, which was recently acquired by by Pluralsight as a cloud education company. So, I did spend a lot of time thinking about, as you said, the process of learning, how adults learn, right? How we can uh, take maybe existing concepts that we know and extend them by analogy into the cloud. Uh, it, the process of andragogy, as we sometimes call that, adult learning as opposed to pedagogy, which is uh, learning for children. And uh, uh, one of the things that really jumped out to me uh, coming to Google Cloud was the uh, ability to have great hands-on learning directly in the platform through Google Cloud Skills Booster. You may know that uh, platform is Quick Labs. So I've been having a lot of fun playing around with that. We actually just did a cool thing a couple of weeks ago that we called Google Clout uh, with a T instead of a D. Kind of this uh, escape room philosophy where you get 15, 20 minutes to take a little uh, cloud problem and, and solve it in a, a live Google Cloud environment. So it's, you know, it's not like simulated. You're actually right there in the console and we have it locked down a little bit so that you can't go, you know, too far off the rails and spin up some GPUs that we don't want to pay for. But uh, at the same time, you're going to have the opportunity to try things, you know, hey, maybe you're going to have a, um, uh, a couple of instances spun up and there's some sort of, uh, severance in the network connection between them. You're going to have to go play around with some firewall rules and figure out how to get those back online. And you've got a ticking clock to do that. And I love that type of learning. I love when you can get hands-on. I love when there's a clear uh, outcome to what you're doing. And it's not just, hey, I'm following this series of tutorial steps and the outcome's kind of preordained for me if I just copy and paste here at the right time. But where you actually have to go in and beat your head against it a little bit to be able to, to learn. I think that's where a lot of learning comes from is just the, the pain, right? And that that's true uh, You know, if you're on the job and you'll never forget those things. It's true. If you're just trying to prepare for your first cloud job, you're going to learn so much more, have so much better stories to take into a job interview. If those stories come from the real world pain that you experience, rather than just trying to like cram for a certification exam or something like that. We had, we had a bunch of folks on our side who were, were geeked on, on uh, cloud cloud and, and tore through to do the test, but I had more customers much more excited about how do they do the thing where I get an account out of thin air and it only lets me do a certain set of stuff. And then it like ceases to exist afterwards. I want virtual cloud accounts. That sounds sick. So I think you should publish the solution on how you did it, not just what you yeah. did. Because I think you've got a lot of customers that want that that baking instruction. And, and huge shout out to the Google Cloud uh, Skills Boost team for making that work and having like the support standing by behind the scenes and everything to, to make it happen because we really wanted to make sure that people had a good experience. But yeah, I remember being back at ACG where we had uh, Cloud Playgrounds, which is a very similar um, environment, right? Where you uh, it's one click and you get a, I think it's maybe uh, good for about four hours and it's fairly locked down and then that environment just floats away ephemerally. But yeah, talking about unsolved cloud problems, you know, the procurement world, and what it takes to get a sandbox or learning account that you can uh, play with and not be worried about cost, not be worried about security, not be worried about clobbering things that are running in your production environment. Those are real problems that are, uh, you know, it, uh, extremely challenging to solve. So, yeah, I mean, Skills Boost is my place I point people now if they want to do that in the Google Cloud world for sure. Yeah, we've been spending cycles, uh, you know, part of the stuff that I built at Google, a thing called Cloud Hero got brought into Skills Boost and into uh, that we we run those with customers too. I, I think there's a lot of different 
kinds of experiences that people want to take on. The variety helps them uh, learn faster and and feel like they uh, you know they don't get stuck in kind of one routine way. What what like routines have you broken lately? We're all kind of coming out of this like COVID burnation or I don't know what you want to call it thing, right? Like, uh, you know, are, what changes do you see coming up? One of the ones that I keep coming back to, and maybe you've seen this as well, is the the remotification of work. I think has finally, I hope, exploded the old corporate moat style networking world. Right? Uh, people are realizing that hey, I, I can't have these you know limited VPN connections to my corporate network when everyone's suddenly working from home. And we saw these amazing kind of thundering herd problems early on in the pandemic, where like wasn't it um, Facebook that took down their internal corporate service because everyone was door dashing uh, for lunch at the exact same time while working from home that first. First week. Uh, so it, it moves you toward that zero trust model, that beyond court model where you say, I've, I've got to have a uh, an IAM based approach to security. I can't uh, treat the entire world like my corporate network, but you know that's the environment that we're playing in now. So I'm very fascinated to see how that will play out. What about you? What are you seeing? Well, I we've been working with a lot of customers at, as they, you know, the, the sort of sea of ISVs that are that like their their aha thing is like oh that consumption economics thing works okay how do i get out of licenses and into billing people for what they actually use that trend i mean that's not one company or 10 right that's hundreds of thousands of little pieces inside of thousands of companies that have to be re-engineered uh and and i think it's an opportunity for a whole bunch of customers to get a whole lot closer to the people that are building the tools that they use every day, that collaboration that's going to come out of this enormous shift closer to the relationship with customers for most for most software teams, I think is going to make a, a, a huge improvement in the quality of enterprise software in the same way as the move to, you know, uh, continuously developed, continuous deployment, continuous integration, continuous ver- verification, the like modern development environment that the web enabled that is now sort of marching its way backwards into enterprise software is going to create a a, a giant shift for those companies too. So those two, like getting customers together, uh, you know, with them and getting the the environment where they can make changes a hundred times a day instead of uh, twice a year is going to make. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because those of us who've been in the cloud a few years, you know, it feels like we've been talking about this usage-based pricing and, and these models forever, but it's so important to recognize that we're just now kind of getting into maybe that early middle of people that are ready to consider that in a broader sense, right? There's so much work left to do. I think we're going to see a lot of it happen in the next five years. Yeah. I have never seen one of those cross the chasm charts where the chasm is any closer than 10% and where it's 7% of all of infrastructure on computing is in cloud. So we're still on this side of the chasm. It's not done yet, right? Like the sea change has yet to happen. It seems big, right? Like Everybody's earnings are up. There's a pile of stuff getting done on cloud, but uh, but it's very early days. So it'll be fun to watch uh, watch how that transition affects others. How, I, like you're about to jump on to do ground school. Like you're going to help teach our customers and the broader set of the Google community a little about how to be successful in this platform. Uh, you know what brought you to that? How how did how did we get connected? Give us the give us the sort of attack story there. Yeah. So uh, I let's see. I think my first introduction to SADA. You know, I, I had never heard of SADA before I came to the Google Cloud ecosystem, and then when I got into the Google Cloud ecosystem, suddenly that's all I was hearing. Uh, I, I one of the first <laughs> things that I did after joining Google Cloud is they asked me to be a judge for the Google Cloud Customer Awards, which is a fantastic way to you know get familiar with what the state of the art is, what people are building, uh, and I, I started. Started looking at these um, uh, 
submission entries that were coming in these nominations. And I, this one name kept popping up over and over again. I think maybe five, like half of 50% of the uh, nominations that were coming in, they had some sort of relationship with Sada. I was like, okay, this is probably a company I should know more about. And so I think somewhere in there, you and I got talking and I, I, I mean, I, I was familiar with you back from your uh, work at AWS and on the well-architected framework and things like that. So uh, it's been great to, to get to know you all a little bit better. And, and I'm, I'm so impressed by, by what you do. So I'm excited about uh, the chance to speak at ground school, uh, to engage with the uh, the Google Cloud um, developer and learner community a little bit. And really what I'm going to try to do in my talk, which I hope that you'll come and listen to, uh, is I'm really, I'm really trying to set the, uh, the bar for, hey, what does it look like? What does life in the cloud look like here in 2022? You know, it, it's, we're not in that real like early pre-market fit adoption period for, for cloud anymore. Uh, we, we were just saying, you know, we're, we're just getting to the point now where there's a tremendous, I think, preponderance of workloads ready to move. Uh, but I think there's the buy-in needed to make that happen. I'm not hearing the arguments and resistance against it that I was hearing eight or nine years ago. Every architecture diagram is not written in blood anymore. You know, we, right? Remember when, uh, you know, like the ISO office was just perpetually terrified anytime anybody wanted to move to cloud. And I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're still probably terrified and with good reason, but at least we're able to have a better conversation about that. Now we have best practices weren't a thing then they are a little bit more now. So I, I want to just Take a step back, look at where we were, where we were, where we've come, and then talk about what that means for your career as a cloud engineer, a cloud developer, uh, what kind of a cloud builder you need to be, how we go out and build more of those kind of people, more of those kind of careers. Because one of the unstated things about that giant growth in cloud workloads and migrations over the next few years is we're going to need an awful lot of cloud talent and we don't have it right now. And so where's it going to come from? We're, we're going to have to build it. And I've got some thoughts and opinions about how to do that. And I'm going to share them with you and you can uh, argue with me if you don't like them. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think you are you're going to be preaching to the choir in this audience. You have a lot of people who recognize how big that opportunity is. We run a thing on our uh, on our team called Saudi U, where I bring young people in and, uh, you know, sort of uh, get really hands on one on one together with folks and walk them through. And uh, a bunch of them had kind of asked, like, where does this go? Like, what you know, what what happens to your career trajectory? I was like, well, 20 years ago, I'm putting in car stereos for a living. And now I'm CTO. And, and trust me, my W2 looks different. Uh, and <laughs> walked them through all that. They're like, whoa, okay, yes, cloud tech, I want to learn as much as humanly possible. Let's let's get into it, right? I think uh, that that opportunity exists out there for not five more folks, not 50,000 more folks, probably more like a couple million more people that we could take learning these texts uh, to be able to get at the level of change that the whole industry has to go through. So uh, we're, we're starting where we start. I'm really excited about the cohort that's coming in. And thank you, Forrest, big time for, for your contribution to making, uh, making them successful. Uh, you know, as uh, I, I, I would be remiss if we didn't at least have some conversation on the music side. Uh, my team went and did a, a song last year, a celebration, which we had a lot of fun with. Uh, would love your input. Like, be be the Sada DJ. What song should we screw up uh, for this year's uh, cloudification uh, of a modern? Wow, that's a great tune? question. I didn't come prepared to answer that, but I feel like I mean, you know, if you're. I, that's that's my job. Put there it on you the go. Spot. No, I mean, I, I think if you're, you're pulling songs from the from the headlines, um, I you know my my small children will not stop singing. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno from Disney's Encanto. So maybe it needs to be. I don't know. We don't talk nice. about you know zero trust or we don't. I, I don't know what you don't need to talk about. But I, I think that would make a great cloud song. 
Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, we had we just did uh, karaoke with my team and the run away like from space crushing hit uh, was Travis Dupuis rendition of Le Oh, it was so great. It was just magic. That's awesome. That's great. Well, uh, I am I am so pumped. I'm so excited for for the session you're going to record. And and I know uh, I know that we're going to have great output and turnout from our teams. Uh, Thank you for taking the time with us and the time with them. I'm just really excited. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Miles. Can't wait. Cheers. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.